everybody? It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirt Underground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in to find out all the latest news. Let's go, Rangers. Maloney scores! I mean, Murdoch scores! The Rangers win! <laughs> yep! Can't be as a Ranger fan. Can't be as a Ranger fan. This is an unlawful gathering. This is an unlawful gathering. The truth is out there. The truth is out there. This is the underground. This is Newmania. This is the underground. This is Newmania. Ranger fans, remember what's the critical thinking hanger? Ranger fans, remember what's the critical thinking hanger? And now here is the starting lineup for the New York Rangers. And now here is the starting lineup for the New York Rangers. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Shirt Underground Show with Jim and Eddie. Today is Thursday, September 12th. My name is Jim, and on the other side of this window is the one and only Eddie Geik. Eddie. Good evening. The Rangers have reported to training camp. My friend, our long national nightmare is over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Finally, some skates on the ice. The bodies are on the ice. The Rangers have split into the three teams, the ABs and the Cs. And uh, we're going to have some hockey, some preseason hockey. And then in the beginning of October... Oh, well, we're gonna see some. Uh, we're gonna see some regular season hockey, which is gonna be awesome. Light them up! I, uh, October third is uh, opening night. Is that right? Second or third? I'm not sure, but I'm gonna Second tell you third. something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know, I tell you a couple three things. Let me tell you a couple three things. The preseason of hockey is watchable. Preseason of football <laughs> is totally unwatchable. Uh, preseason baseball, if right. you're in the area, you know, you're down in training camp. Hey, you know, you can catch that. It's a nice thing to do. But uh, TV, watching hockey, I could, I mean, you know it's going to be choppy, low scoring. But uh, it's still beautiful to watch. It's an awesome sport. So I'm psyched. I talked to a couple of people. Uh, they, uh, we'll talk about Traverse City. Travesty City, as I call it. Um that uh, they even watch that because they're so starved for hockey and they don't root for any sports, so other sports. So it's all good in my neighborhood, Jim. I'm well, I'm glad that training camp and, is open. And it's thir- it's only it's Thursday, September twelfth, and the first preseason game is only six days away. Whoa! First preseason game is Wednesday night at Madison Square Garden. Taking on the New Jersey Devils at 7 p.m. That's right, baby. Rangers! That's 
right. And, uh, then they'll take take Thursday off, and then they'll be back Friday and Saturday against the Devils and the Flyers. And after a couple of days off, they'll play the Islanders, then the Flyers again, and then finish it all up against the Islanders. And then October 3rd at home against the Winnipeg Jets. I pine for the days. Like, oh, 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 like oh pine. Weeks away. I know. It's close. That's great. But uh, those old preseason games used to be bloodbaths, and that schedule was all rivalries. But now it'll be, uh, yeah. you know, you know, everybody's trying their guys. Guys got tryouts. Guys can look at the youngsters. Who's going to make the team? Who's not going to make the team? No room for the bruisers and the fighters to slug it out and settle grudges from the previous. You know, I think it's kind of. I think it's. I think it's kind of. I don't know if strange is the right word, but it's funny, weird, whatever. That. Hockey to me, to me is is the most is the most grueling sport, and you've you've got to be in your best physical condition at all the major sports to play hockey. There's no such thing as a fat hockey player. There's fat baseball players like CC Sabathia. There's fat football players on every team, but you never see a fat hockey player. But these are the guys; they only have two weeks of training camp, and they get right into the season. Football training camp is like two months long. It seems like. And they're still, and they're, and they're, the first week of the season is still miserable because there's because nobody plays in the preseason. Baseball spring training is like a month and a half. Baseball itself, I mean, okay, we're lucky that we have the New York Yankees uh, that to, to basically destroy every, every team they play. It's, it's, it's a, it's a right. and we got the Mets who, just when you think they're down, they somehow manage to get off the mat and somehow make making it a season. We're lucky to have that. So baseball's kind of exciting right now, but uh, uh, on a daily, if that your team stinks, it, it's horrible to watch. I mean, I, I don't know. Right. Uh, you're right, and you're right with 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 the like the football with the preseason. Some of these quarterbacks they don't even take a snap. Aaron Rodgers didn't even take a snap in preseason, and they expect him to go crazy in the first game. A lot. I, I don't get it. Right. So anyway. I think, uh, you know, everybody plays. They're in shape. Uh, and it seems like maybe you Car- Carson off. Wentz for the Eagles didn't play at all in the preseason either. Right. Now, I wanted to say about uh, – <clears throat> what was I going to say? Damn, I forgot. Oh, hockey players. You agree or disagree, but it seems like they play all year. They're in international tournaments, especially when you get knocked out of the playoffs. You're immediately in some tournament. You know, Crider's playing, right. uh, you know, the the, the Golden's Cup or whatever, the, the French's Mustard Cup. They're all playing in the, the IIHF. They're playing in the KHL. No, they're not playing the KHL. But, you know, they're playing other, other hockey. It seems to be going around year-round. These guys really never stop, you know. It seems like it, at least, at least some of them. Unless you're, you know, I mean, when you get up there in years, at least some of them, you know, they, they don't uh, – they don't do as many as the uh, of these, uh, you know, the tournaments and. Because in the old days, and when I say old days, seventies and early eighties, these guys, hockey players, never worked out. Training camp was the time for them to get in shape, because they had, right. you know, uh, they didn't put on any hockey equipment. 
I can remember Esposito saying that, like, he'd go to Rye Playland or whatever and put on his hockey stuff for the first time when he got to training camp. Like, these guys were eating right. and boozing, and, you know, now they're, they're terrific physical specimens. But uh, now they're chiseled. Now we got a guest tonight, right? Sam Rosen? We broadcaster, do. Broadcaster? <laughs> Not exactly. Well, who's now our we guest, get, Jim? Got- I'm going to. Our guest tonight is the one and only Dan Rosen from NHL.com. He covers the New York Rangers on NHL.com. He said he wouldn't really be able to talk Traverse City with us because he didn't cover it. But uh, he was at the JD press conference today, so uh, we'll we'll save all of that for for him because JD had a lot to say today. And uh, he will be here in uh, just about 20 minutes. I got an email from him that he is uh, good to go on Be Live. He should be all set, and we'll get him right plugged in for you guys right here. Okay. Well, let me just say, uh, I'm glad he is not going to be around for the talk about Travis the City. I don't know what I told you. My opinion on this the last couple shows. What a dumb tournament! It makes no sense. You got to have shit for brains to put your players in this tournament. And I'm going to tell you, I don't understand why the Rangers went three and one and he finished in like third place. You lose one game, you should be in the finals. But apparently, if you host fifth place, fifth place. <laughs> apparently, if you host the tournament like the Red Wings do, you win the championship. What was the sense right. of putting our players at risk for this bullshit? And I don't care. Kako scored an amazing goal. Well, we know he could do that against younger guys. He does that against guys older than him. What's your proof? That's what I'm saying. How did Rangers win three games and not? They don't even get into the finals. They're playing a a fourth seed, fifth seed game. Dumb. Dumb. It's useless. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I I don't want our our good players anywhere near these. Uh, and the Rangers are posting these videos that look like they were shot on somebody's cell phone. They're from down behind the goal. You can't see a damn thing that's going on. Uh, I mean, they showed a they showed a scoreboard. It looks like Shea Stadium, nineteen sixty six, with the scoreboard. And I, I mean, can't we can't do any better than that? Why don't the Rangers just host their own tournament? Have it up at that Ride Playland or wherever they where, where, where are they now? I got some new MSG training complex or whatever. Have it there. I agree. Make them play like the the fire department <laughs> or something. Have the Jersey have the Jersey City Prospect Tournament. Yeah, and then you can automatically win it because you host it. Right, right. What's this sense? What did anything? Oh, listen, you knew who was looked good was going to look good. Before, Kravtsov had a great tournament. I can't even call it a tournament. You went three out of four. You don't. You finish in fifth. Right. Uh, Kravtsov looked good. Uh, Kako was amazing. I love the fact I I saw Kako setting up some people. Although in his press, his little interview there, he said, uh, "I I like to listen to my my coach two coaches ago, so it would never pass." I was like, boy, this is the guy we need. The guy who doesn't pass. That's the guy the Rangers need. 
We've had so many unselfish right. bastards in this freaking organization. Shoot! Shoot the puck, Kako. Shoot the puck. And then you got uh, so I look Adam Fox. Uh, looked terrific. I mean, yeah, you know, that was the usual suspects look good. We all know it was going to look good. So the Rangers win in uh, three games out of four. And I know a lot of you guys, I, you know, I talked to a couple of people. This is so star for hockey. They want to watch, you know, they, they don't root for, they don't follow any of the sports, but to me, right. It's a waste of time. And it goes by so quick. You miss, you miss, you know, one weekend, the tournament's over. And Detroit's won every year. Right. The Rangers can never – they never win in this tournament, too. They finally get three wins and they finish fifth. It's just like, come on. It really isn't like uh, – what is it, building? The team building? I mean, they didn't even win. These uh, f- these uh, foreign guys coming up over from the KHL and the Swedish Elite League, they must be saying, you went three out of four, you finished fifth in this, this, this country? All right. right. So I couldn't tell you. I mean, I looked at the highlights. We all saw that, you know, clinic that Kako put on. All right, I, I was I was happy, but I was like, you know, who the, who are these defensemen? It was a three on three overtime. I, I'm not, you know, we know this guy can play. So I'm I'm glad that training camp is here, and Travesty City is over. <laughs> So. Yeah, training camp has and nobody got hurt. Has arrived. The rain. <laughs> nobody got hurt. The Rangers are healthy. Uh, John Davidson was available today to the press, and we'll talk to Dan Rosen about that tomorrow. On ice testing begins at eleven a.m. all day. Everybody getting tested. Oh boy! And Hope nobody was Kuznetsov hanging out with speaks to the media. Hope nobody was nobody was hanging out with Kuznetsov in the offseason. <laughs> and uh, then there's a Team A practice. All the oh. all the three teams will practice on Saturday, and then again on Sunday. And uh, our te- let me tell you something. You know, this has been a very strange summer with all this uh, all this good Ranger news. I have had, you know, I keep thinking about Kako and seeing Kapslov and, and Adam Fox and another year for Heedle and things like that. And at times, I completely forget that Artemi Panarin and, and Jacob Truba are, are, are now New York Rangers. It's like, you know, that's, that just seems to be, you know, usually you have that one big free agent that we're all excited to see, but now there's like so many other guys. that the free, I feel like the free agents are in the background. I mean, they've gotten, they've got two of the elite players in the NHL at their positions, and they're kind of in the, you know, they're, they're just kind they're of like, Yeah, they're like the back, the back line story. They're not the major story. It should be the you know, they should, they should be in the front the page. Of the, story. It should be the back page story if it was a. Uh, according to Sean McCaffrey, Igor Rykov got hurt. Uh, don't know how bad that was, but uh, so uh, in that in the, the tournament. But yeah, you're right. I mean, here you've got some big ticket free agents, which is always the lead story with the New York Rangers. But they're overshadowed right. by, I think, the youth and the exuberance of these young guys. Uh, and and listen, these these free agents they got, a, the, 
you know, they're not old and washed up. Uh, I think, you know, I told Jim before the show, usually I bet the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup. But I kind of tempered expectations this year because they got a young team. They've got an aging goaltender. Uh, you know, I, again, I just bet it just as a pipe dream just to say I did it, whatever. I'm a ter- I, As much as the Rangers disappoint me, I'm always eternally hopeful. I don't. I think that's the definition of insane. But still, this year I tempered expectations. I, I took a leap of faith. Uh, I got twelve to one for them to win a division. Now, do I expect them to win a division? No. But do I think it's within the realm of possibilities? It could happen. I don't think the division is is, is all that powerful. I mean, I don't see uh, uh, see a lot of teams taking a step back. So, uh, now, so that, with that being said, uh, we're going to see. There, I think the Rangers, and I think our guests will agree, we got a lot of players that have never played with each other. So all this, uh, you know, bringing the stats from this league and that league and that ice surface and this ice surface and a guy coming from Winnipeg and a guy coming from – we got a whole get-to-know process, a chemistry process. We got to deal with the young guys who usually hit a wall at some point. And, uh, you know, it's a whole – and we got the goaltender question. I think finally – and, Jim, if you – if you think you agree with me, let me know. If not, that in the main flow of the mainstream Ranger world, that there is being some, they're starting, doubt is starting to creep in if that, if Henrik Lundqvist is, is capable as he used to be. Or, is, I mean, you're out there in Twitter land. Is, are they still gung-ho that he's elite? Because if you participate in the fantasy hockey draft, he's not even in the picture. Like, he's not even in the top 12 goalies. <laughs> so they, have they realized yeah. this? Or is or my uh, wishful thinking on my Well, all, all I can tell you is that uh, the president did say today that, oh, lost Eddie. Is he back? There he is. Oh, wait, we'll get Eddie back here. You dropped off there. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, the JD did say during his uh, his chat with the media today that he doesn't see any of the goaltenders getting a heavy workload in the regular season. So does that mean fifty? I don't know. Does that mean? I doubt it. Probably means. Uh, Maybe 50 starts for Lundqvist, 30 for Georgiev. I don't know. Maybe somewhere in that neighborhood. Give Hank 50 games. You know, because, it, and it even, I think it was, I don't know where I read where I read this, but it, it said that, you know, the last couple of seasons, he's gotten off to a great start, and then he's broken down in the second half. All right. I think again. that was in Larry Brooks's article today. Who wrote that from? Did we do a show on that? <laughs> well, well, I think we've been we've been talking about it. Yeah, and we've been talking about it for like a year and a half. But I think 
Now, yeah. is that because the Rangers have sold off in the second half and really have put a, like, a pitling defense in front of them? I don't think so. I think I've seen a decline in his play. Uh, do I? Uh, right. I mean, he's 38. What is he, 38? 38? Yeah, he's 38 years old. I mean, come on, a 38-year-old goalie. Come on. Let's get real here. Right. So uh, you're going to see some decline in him. But I'm wondering if the, I call them pedestrian Ranger fans, have they realized that the king has lost his luster on his crown? Or is it still the blind love and obedience to the uh, there was well there was a picture of uh, of of I don't remember who the player was but he was getting his he was getting his hair fixed for a picture today oh, boy. and somebody tweeted the picture and and posted with the comment imagine getting to touch Henrik Lundqvist's hair so I would uh, knock him yeah, upside the head know. I said you should win hey he's <laughs> not. When they offered you to leave and get traded or whatever they did, you want to stay for the rebuild, blah, 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 blah. You should have gotten your out then and saved this franchise another three years of trying to rebuild itself. Imagine we had to – now we're pinching pennies here. I mean, it's like we're chopping at the dollar store (laughs) with this Brandon Lemieux for $975,000 and like 38 cents. Good deal for him out for a year. Yeah, no, year, I think it's another good. Another year with Brendan Lemieux. I like Brendan Lemieux. I want him back. But it's like they couldn't give him any more, like two a two year deal because they can't really don't know where they're going to be financially. Now, I think I think Brendan Lemieux is a guy that was brought in by the, you know last year. I think he did very well. I I I think he's going to be a really interesting player to watch. And I guess the management feels like well, let's let's see what he looks like. You know, JD's going to take a look at him and see what he's like. You know, just a one-year deal, fine. And now, what's going to happen? Is, is who, who, Matt Bolesky got uh, sent down? Is that what happened? That's what made room for this nonsense. Uh, well, I don't think those roster moves have, have been made yet. I don't think they. I don't think they have to be made until uh, uh, until maybe right before the preseason games start. But oh, okay. I, I would assume that you know Bolesky and and Brendan Smith will be moved to Hartford if yeah. they can't find a, a sucker. I mean trade partner. So yeah. But I mean the bottom line is at this point you know it, it with Hank it is what it is. Yeah, you know I I wish he would have moved on, but he he didn't. He's not going to. So now I just gotta hope that. Uh, Got to hope that he plays well. That's all. Man, we're rooting. I mean, for depending you, on what you see, you know, if you want to see, yeah, I mean, if you want to see the team get to the playoffs this year, then obviously he's he's still the best they have. But you know, if he's going to be given, I can't have him giving up four goals a night and screaming at our young players. I can't have him go, you know, giving Kako to stink eye. Yeah, because he missed or, a back check or something like that. I Adam can't have Fox. him ruining confidences. Adam, right, Fox. Adam Fox. Don't be yelling. Don't be Treat breaking like- stick over the crossbar. You know, right. as much as we get on the bald Avenger, Derek Stepan, Derek Stepan was the only one who had the coolions <laughs> to stand up to Hank. And 
and got his ass traded twenty four hundred miles away for his efforts. <laughs> but still, Hank 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 pushed a button on him. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know. I think look, I'm rooting for you. I don't want to hate you, but it's getting to that point. Let me ask you this question as a Giants fan, just as a quick. Who do you think is better at their career right now, Manning or Lundquist? Wow. I can't believe it's taking this long. Uh, Henrik. Really? I don't. Th- I think Manning has yeah, no tools. That's a you know that's a that's a loaded question. It's such a Manning has know, already won. There are so many, th- but right now Manning, but a quarterback in the NFL can't can't aff- he can't carry a whole team the way a, a goaltender can. If there's deficiencies, you know, there's five guys in front of you, and if there's deficiencies, a goaltender can make up for almost all of it. A quarterback can't. You know, so that's very that's a very position, hard question the to answer. Position, just the the mechanics of the position, the passing, the decision making. The uh let me let me think on that. Our okay. guest is here. Oh, okay. Let's bring in Dan. All right. He just showed up on the switch on the uh studio here. So Let's welcome to the broadcast for his first uh, his debut appearance, ladies and gentlemen, from NHL.com, Dan Rosen. Dan, Jim and Eddie, the Blue Shirt Underground Show. I'm Jim. Eddie's got the General Lee hat on. Thanks for oh, joining us. Yes, I love the General Lee hat. All right. Great. Oh, <laughs> I can't see Dan or hear him. Well, that's Dan is frozen, it looks like. Frozen in time. Frozen. <laughs> Frozen room. Oh, and now he's gone. All right. Well, all right. That was a good rehearsal. It was a good okay. rehearsal. <laughs> it was like he was, uh, his signal, it sounded like his signal was bad or something. So that's all right. He'll be back. That is a, a anyway, I, I think that that is a tough question to answer. I, I mean, if you, if you look at the numbers, uh, I mean, you know, Eli, how many, how much of Eli's stats are inflated because they've always been behind and they're always throwing the ball and, you know, very hard. I don't know. That's a very tough question for me. To okay. Answer. A very I, tough question. We've for got me some, uh, some Manning, uh, more, more votes for Manning than Hank. But you're right. Uh, Eli can't be held accountable for the, the defense of the New York Giants and all that stuff. Right. But he's managed not to get mono, so there's always that. There is that. All right. There is that. Um, so no. it's interesting. I saw that they while well, waiting for Dan, I saw that the Rangers – I saw this ABC team, and that's oh. seat. Well, he's back. He's almost back. There he is. Oh, looks like he's changed his positioning. All right, so let's try this again. Uh, Dan, All welcome right. back to you the program. Got me? Yeah, I see. Oh, that's much better. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. There we go. Found the right spot. Very good. Welcome. All right. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Dan, let me just say right from the start. uh, Let me just say right from the start. I'm Eddie, by the way. You look much younger than. I love the General Lee hat. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You look much (laughs) younger 
on this be live then you look on the nhl.com and sometimes i see you with the you know on the videos you look like a young man how old are you by the way i am 41 years old and i appreciate ah, that yeah you look good, you know, look good. I, I appreciate that thanks a lot maybe i should just sit here looking <laughs> like this the entire- for everything that well, I do, uh, cover games just like when this. you get the <laughs> when you get the window next to the two of us, you're you're, you're going to look much better and much younger. I mean, you are much younger. Ah <laughs> oh, no, ah oh, don't worry. This is fun. I'm glad we're doing this, guys. So so I wanted to I wanted to start off by asking. I saw I, I read your your uh, tweets on the you were at the JD. He met with the media today. Yeah, you want to maybe go into a little bit of that today? What JD had to say. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, look, it was it's just John Davidson to open up the press conference, sort of a state of the Rangers type of press conference. And there were a couple of things that he hit on I thought were interesting. Number one, the optimism. There's a lot of optimism around the Rangers. There's a lot of excitement buzz uh, around the Rangers, which I'm sure you guys know was really not there last year. There was, you know, curiosity last year. There's optimism this year. Uh, He talked about how Chris Kreider who they still don't know what's going to happen with Chris Kreider. Uh, my guess is eventually Chris Kreider is going to get traded. I just don't see how they sign him to a long-term contract with the money they're already putting up for Panarin and Truba and the money they're eventually going to have to pay to Kako and, you know, if everything works out, Kravtsov as well. So Fox too, maybe. So, But anyway, they don't know what's going on with Kreider yet in terms of – but they seem content with the status quo as of now. But he talked about how Crowder came into his office this morning and was, you know, just could feel the positivity from Chris Crowder. Henrik Lundqvist in terrific shape. Everybody says they're in terrific shape right now. But I did see Henrik Lundqvist last <laughs> week in Chicago at the Player Media Tour, and he looked like Henrik Lundqvist, you know, pretty much perfection. Uh, looked in terrific shape, and, and he's excited. Uh, you know, like, so there's a lot of positivity. He mentioned Leas Anderson has completely changed the, his body. Uh, what does that mean? We'll see tomorrow when Leah Sanderson is on the ice and we get an opportunity to take a look. But if Leah Sanderson is bigger and stronger, that's obviously going to help because they need somebody to take that number two center role. And that's another thing that JD talked about, that that center position being the battle that everybody's going to be looking at in training camp. So there are a number of topics that he certainly covered. Uh, There's optimism. There's also... You know, they want to hold things back a little bit. They're not going to be screaming for Kako to be a Calder Trophy winner and a, you know, a potential future Hart Trophy winner right now, even though a lot of us, you know, probably believe he's going to be in the running for that and maybe eventually the running for the other one. Do you think that um, John Davidson, just his presence, I think is kind of resonated even with the fan base? A guy that is loved, beloved by uh, the fans and, uh, I guess from what you're saying, it's kind of spreading out to the players as well. That and it's good that they have a president that kind of uh, is is kind of projecting this. And you have maybe a little bit different of a culture than there was when you know when say there was primarily the president. Um, well, I think for right now, I think it's easy though. You know, uh, let's let's take a look at it. There are they were. Entered a rebuild. Ooh, what was it? We're, we're talking 18, 19 months ago when they made that let, when they made the announcements and the letter to the fans. And from then on, they've made a lot of moves, traded off guys. But JD enters the Rangers at a time where it's easy to be optimistic. They got Panarin, they got Truba, 
They got the number two pick, so they got Kako. Adam Fox wanted to come play for them, so they were able to make that happen. There's easy. It's easy to be optimistic at this time. They haven't played a game yet. You know, a JD comes in. He's got a terrific, <laughs> gregarious per- personality. Everybody in the Rangers knows JD. They love JD. He is. He's a beloved figure in New York for, for hockey. There's no question about it. So, but he's never lost a game here as a, as a, as an executive. You know, they've never gone on a losing streak. Never made a false move that we know of quite yet. So. Everything right now is optimistic because everything right now is easy. And it's a matter of when they get into the thick of it and they lose a few, how do they handle it? Are they going to stop a losing streak at three games or is it going to extend to six? Is somebody going to lose, you know, is is there going to be a struggle with chemistry? Things along those lines, when they get into the thick of it, or, or any, is is Leah Anderson not going to pan out? Is Philip Eagle not going to pan out? Those aren't JD draft picks, but they are JD's guys now. So there, there has to be to see it kind of unfold, which is why I think a lot of the time when we hear them say we're trying to hold back on our expectations, it, they they don't want to put too much, put the cart before the horse. They don't want to do that. JD did t- say today the playoffs are the goal, as they should be for every team. Uh, but he said, we want a season where at the end of it, we feel we have advanced and that would be gratifying. And it doesn't always mean make the playoffs. From Coming from where they're coming from, advancement might not be a playoff berth, but it would be an increase in points to 85, 90 points, 92 in that neighborhood. Get in the race in late March, early April. Uh, so he, he, it's like the uh, the yearly Fred Wilpon. Uh, we want to play meaningful games oh in boy. March. Don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> we're both Don't Met fans. Bring... You're among yeah. friends. You're, we're both I, uh, Met uh, fans. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Four in a row. All right. We're good for, good for yeah. what ailed them. <laughs> yeah, Diamondbacks were great. The little, but now the Dodgers are in town. Dodgers don't have anything to play for, so maybe that'll help. You know, but uh, I don't know. We 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 got pitching. So we got a shot, right? Yeah, I try to oh. temper uh, with the as far as the Rangers go. I try to temper the fans, you know, expectations as far as oh, we got Kako and we're gonna make the playoffs. We got Panarin, we got all the Truba. These guys have never played together as a no. unit. Some guys are coming from different sized rinks. You got Kraftsoff coming from the KHL. You got Kako. You I mean you've got a lot of young guys and Very you got guys who never played with each other from different well, teams forget about never played with each other you got guys who's never played a game in the national hockey league you know we're talking you talk about what capo caco did in traverse city that terrific double 360 goal that was against rookies you know right i don't know that he's going to make that will he be able to make that same play this season in the national hockey league or is that puck going to get knocked off the stick or is he going to get out you know pushed to the wall or you know th- things along those lines we got to see it you know, Capo, Kako, Tally Kravtsov, Adam Fox, they've never played a game in the National Hockey League. Truba's never played a game for the Rangers. Panarin's never played a game for the Rangers. So there's a lot of question marks. Philip Hedl's never played a game, really, at center in the NHL, at least a meaningful one at center. Is he going to be the number two center? Leas Anderson has never played a top six role. You know, there, there's a lot of questions, but there's good reason for optimism because these are all good players. And I think one of the things I said back in August is I think Ranger fans should have the expectation that they should make the playoffs, that their team will make the playoffs. I'm not ready to predict that they will make the playoffs. So the expectation among the fans should be high, but I don't know that I'm ready to say that they'll be in the playoffs this year. Yeah. I, I caught that video and I was, I, I thought it was really, a, you know, it was a stupid point. It's like as a fan, 
you should expect the playoffs, but yeah. Well, you want your expectations to be high. Last season, there was none, you know? So this season they went out, they got the best free agent available. They got maybe the best defenseman that they could get in a trade market and signed him. They got the second best player or maybe the best player in the 2019 draft. They got maybe the best college free agent available. I mean, they still have a lot of good players. They got a center, Mika Zibanejad, coming off the best year of his career. So, yeah, expectations should be high. And they should be, and they are through the organization, I believe, which is why you hear, you hear JD say today the playoffs are the goal. Last year, David Quinn said the playoffs are the goal. I don't know that he actually believed it. This season, I think they believe. Now, have you had a lot of interaction with David Quinn? Have you talked to him? Yeah, a bit? yeah, yeah. Do you think he's the kind of coach? Now, last year, I was very impressed by the Rangers' ability to show up for games and really be in these games, predominantly most nights. And, you know, with a subpar lineup, I mean, to be honest with you, especially after the, the trading deadline, I mean, they, they we wanted them to lose, but they wouldn't. They were getting into <laughs> overtimes and stuff like that. Well, the goalie ruined it for a little while, didn't he? Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah it's true. Uh, do you yeah. think that Quinn is a kind of a coach that can adjust to now he's going to have a lot of skill players, not just muckers and grinders? And Do you think he's the kind of guy that can adjust? Because it looks like he's got a good hold on, you know, with the tutelage with the youth. Uh, do yeah. you think he'll be able to con- maybe uh, convert to that style a little bit better? Well, you got to go by on past history, right? He did at Boston University. They were – middling when he took over then they you know i mean they had some skill there eventually you know in his in his best years there keller eichel you know mcavoy these guys and and that he coached to that you know and the, and the team was very good it's the ncaa it's college hockey so it's a totally different level we haven't seen it at the nhl but i do believe i think david quinn's the right the right guy for this team he, he he's a good with youth he talks he teaches he develops, but he raises the bar. And he raises the bar for veteran players, too. He raised the bar for Mika Zibanejad last year, and Zibanejad cleared it. Uh, and I think he's going to do that continuously with Zibanejad and with some other guys. I think he's going to raise the bar for Artemi Panarin. 87 points last year with Columbus, get 90 with the Rangers this season. You know, Th- Things along those lines. And I think Quinn is very good at that because – He's a really good communicator. I've watched him in practice. I've talked to him about it. Uh, and he is not a guy who wants to be a CEO. And I think that the end of Lane Vini's tenure with Rangers, that was the knock on him is he wants to be, a, you know, he was like the CEO. He wasn't, you know, he oversaw everything. Yeah, he like he was delegating a lot. Delegating yeah, a lot. Delegating yeah. a lot. Yeah. Quinn is not delegating. Quinn is going to take it right at you right in practice. He's not going to leave it up to an assistant coach. He's going to go right for it because that that's his nature. That's who he is. That's how we got to where he is. Yeah, Dan, we've we've talked about that. We talked about that a lot last season where you would see Quinn always working the bench. He's always he's talking to his yeah. players. He's got his hand on their shoulder. He's got him he's got him he's even got Butchnevich to smile a couple of times. I mean, yeah, he he's got just, him to clear a bar too. I just <laughs> Yeah. He yeah very well. He, I mean, what he did with Butchnevich, I thought was very impressive. And me personally, I thought that another player that he did he really got through to was Nemestikov. I thought Nemestikov was a completely different player at the end of last season than he was at the beginning of the season. 
And I, I gave I, the credit to that to Quinn. But watching him work the bench and talk to the players, it's so much different than, if, you know, with A.V., like you said, they go into a timeout and A.V.'s just standing there with his hand, with his arms folded while his assistant coaches do all the talking. It's styles. It's just completely different. It doesn't mean A.V.'s style is bad. Um, I think A.V.'s right. style is built more for a team that's, you know, has more of a veteran presence, which is going to be very interesting in Philadelphia. They have some the, veteran guys, but they the have The team he had guys, when, when he came to the Rangers was perfect for A.V. Perfect. And same thing with Vancouver. Perfect. <clears throat> you know, in Vancouver, right. he had the Sedins and he had Roberto Luongo. He comes to New York, you know, he, he, there's Henrik Lundqvist. He's got the goaltending set up for him, you know. So there and a number of other players there that were veteran guys that it was – it, it it was the the right fit for AV, and at the end when they want to go to rebuild, it was the right thing for the Rangers to do to move on from AV because he's not that type of coach. David Quinn is, but now Quinn, you're right. He's got to graduate to another level in the NHL with this team. Last year, it was about development. It was about um, trying to see what would work, combinations that would work. Will the young guys push ahead a little bit? Can you get Buchnevich over that bar now? He got some of those guys over the bar. He's got to keep them there, and he's got to get more to come over. And it's going to be a different challenge for David Quinn. But I think the guy's a really good coach. I really do. I like him a lot. I think he's a terrific coach, and I think he's the right guy for the team. I I agree. I agree. Yeah, I I, I like the fact that he makes the players accountable. And, yeah. and, and like, real accountable, not just uh, – you know, kind of just kind of posing out there, just putting the guy up in the press box or whatever. You don't play well, you sit. And then if you come back and still don't play well, you sit again. You know, so yeah. he did that several times during the season. And almost at every time, it worked. It worked. Absolutely. The one, the one thing the coach can really do is the coach can control ice time. That's what the coaches – that's how they – it's like they're disciplinary and – they control ice time. And if you're not playing well for David Quinn, it doesn't matter who you are. He did it to Kevin Shattenkirk last year early in the season. Everybody thought, oh, Quinn and Shattenkirk with a terrific relationship. No. That ended fast. Not the relationship. The idea that this wouldn't be a typical coach-player relationship, that it would be different, ended quickly. Uh, he did it with Bushnevich. He did it with a number of other players, too. And uh, Kevin Hayes early in the season, he did it with him as well. So... That's one thing he can control, and players want to play. So if the coach is going to hold it over you, you're going to play harder. I think these guys play really hard for Quinn, even down way into the end of the season too. So uh, I could not, I, I, not I could not knock the Rangers' effort you know, last yeah. year. I mean, uh, they just didn't have the talent, you know. Right? Yeah, they so, didn't have the talent this year. I think they have they have a lot more talent. That's why they should be a better team. Hmm. So now I was saying before, before you joined us, does it seem like, you know, we've had a lot of years, especially under Glenn Sather, where there was always a big free agent. There was Brad Richards. There was Marion Gabrick. There was always somebody. And this year we have the big free agents, but it almost seems like the free agents are kind of forgotten about. At least they have been with, (laughs) with me and a lot of other Ranger fans. I just think they've kind of been, you know, off the radar somewhat because we're so excited about these young players, which the Rangers in our lifetime, Dan, we've never seen this. Never. Never seen it. No, I understand. Never seen it. I get that. <laughs> I understand that from the Rangers fans' perspective. And, yeah, I mean, because in the last year and a half, you've been trained to look at the young players as fans. You know, <laughs> think about it. You right. know, in the last right. year and a half, it's been all about getting youth, 
getting younger, bringing in teenagers and guys in their early 20s to, to, to come in here and be a part of it. But you have a 27-year-old player in Artemi Panarin who is an electrifying player. He is so good. He had a 25-year-old defenseman in Jacob Trubu who I think has not even come close to hitting his ceiling. And they fit right in. The, the, age, gra- the age group, they fit right in. Now, yeah, Kako's 18, Kravtsov's 19. It's different, but they still fit right in. You're getting the best years out of Panarin, I think. Or you should get the best prime years out of Panarin and out of Truba as well. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's true. It's out left. You know, they should be the back page story, I guess, if there was a Ranger newspaper. But they're that not. ever happened. <laughs> yeah, if that ever happened. <laughs> but not in this day and age. Uh, but it's like, you know, it's it's a good time to be a Ranger fan, and everybody's kind of excited. Uh, <coughs> you know, with, with everybody's preaching youth, preaching youth, and, and they got two guys in their prime right now. Can you tell yeah, us? Little, you can tell us a little bit about Jacob Truba. I mean, he plays out in Winnipeg. I'll be honest with you; I don't stay up late to watch the Winnipeg Jet games. So, what does Jacob Truba bring to the table? From what uh, you big, big, strong, offensive guy can be the point man on the power play. Uh, maybe makes a play here and there that you're not going to love. That happens, but. Uh, big-time two-way right-handed big-time shot defenseman. And, and you look at this day and age, a lot of times you need that big-time shot on the power play. And I think Troop is the guy that can bring that for the Rangers. And, you know, he had 50 points last season with the Jets. That's a good season for a defenseman who's playing the minutes he was playing on a team that also had Dustin Buffett and Tyler Myers, plus plus guys who can score offensively, like, you know, obviously a line a and a Connor and, and Wheeler and Shifley and Ehlers. I mean, that team's loaded offensively, and he was managing 50 points with that team. That was a career high, and I think it's a, a, I think a step up should be the expectation for Truba this year. But he, he, he's a big-time right-handed defenseman who's 25 years old. I, I, it's a, it's, he slides perfectly for this team. If you were a betting man, who's going to become the captain of the New York Rangers? Yeah, I was thinking about that today, and I asked J.D. about that today. If they named a captain right now, I think I would – Give it to Mark Stahl. I think he's been around the longest. He knows the team. Uh, he's got the respect of everybody in the room. Uh, I know Ranger fans don't love Mark Stahl, but uh, Mark the chat Stahl, room just the chat room yeah. just exploded when it. you said Mark I Stahl. Get it. I, get I it. <laughs> listen. I I stand up for him because yeah. I know I what we're he actually, is. Yeah, we are actually less critical from on Mark Stahl than most. Than most, right? Because yeah. I figure we know. All right, he's overpaid. Okay, we got we get well, that's that. not his fault. That's not his fault. He, we know what he is. He's a defensive defenseman. And I yeah. from what I I watch these games, I rewatch these games. For some reason, I don't see him responsible for every goal the Rangers give up. No, and that's according what to the fan base. Yes. I mean, I he's good with his stick. Yeah. You know, and he's consistent. Three coaches have put him Killing penalties, they put him out. They lean on him. You know, he's got a long reach. You know, he cuts off the pass through the middle. He cuts off the seam pass through the middle. He does what he does. He does it fairly well enough to continue playing in the NHL as a as a. I mean, ideally, Mark Stahl is a bottom six defenseman. But when you've got the potential of Hayek and Fox and D'Angelo, 
you need Mark Stahl probably to be a middle six defenseman. But I don't think Zibanejad's ready to be the captain yet. Maybe he is. I'm not sure. Kreider would be a good choice, but not if you're going to end up trading him eventually. I don't think you want to do that. Panarin's not a captain. The language is a problem for him. Truba, you got to earn it, in, in my estimation, uh, in New York. If you're going to name one, I think Mark Stahl's the guy, and maybe he's the captain for a year or two, and then you, you move on to somebody else from that perspective. I mean, look, I, I don't know that they have him, but Mark Streit was the captain before John Tavares was for the New York Islanders, and Tavares was already there because Tavares wasn't ready yet. Maybe the Rangers have a guy who's not quite ready for it yet. I don't know who it is, but you name, give it to Stahl if you want to name a captain. They don't have to have one. What do you think, Jim? Right. Well, it's funny. It's funny that Dan said Mark Stoll because Jen and I were talking about this on the way to work this morning, and I said if they really wanted to make the the Ranger fan base's head explode, they'd give it to Mark Stoll because <laughs> he's he's just there's always going to be a the defenseman is always going to be the scapegoat of this fan base, whether it's whether it's Dan Girardi or Michael Delzato or Tom Pody, you know, going back Tom Pody, uh, you know, always- even even Emil Francis told us. Even Harry Howell used to hear the booze from the Ranger fans because he wasn't physical enough. So, but you know what? You know, Mark gonna, Stahl, when he comes back, <laughs> when Mark Stahl retires and he comes back to the Garden, he's going to get a standing ovation. They'll love him, of course. He, yeah, of course. I mean, he, he, you know, I, I, you know, I don't want this to be a Mark Stahl love fest, but he's no. been a staple back there. And I <laughs> know, I'm just saying, I <laughs> no, because I can see people just they, they want to throw rocks at me if they could reach me here uh, in my lair. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and all because, but I, 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 I enjoy, I mean, I like Mark Stahl, and maybe he's got that veteran presence. I think maybe he should be rewarded. And I agree with Dan that, you know. Not an like, all-star. Yeah. And, until Mika Zabinajad, who I think has got the makings of it, he's scored a lot of big goals for the Rangers, is ready to take that role. I mean, yeah. Stahl's contract. Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe Mika is ready to take that role. We'll see. You know? okay. I'm, maybe he is. Um, how do you think uh, – uh, let me get your opinion because I, I'm, I'm very – I'm going to lose you guys here just in a little bit. My phone's going to be okay, dead okay. here in a little bit. But, you know, uh, keep well, going. Jim, you, yeah. Jim, ask an important question, not one of my uh, fly-by-night <laughs> questions. Okay. Well, I, Dan, you were talking about Chris Kreider right on the spot. And I, and I wanted, to, I wanted to, uh, to ask you, are you surprised that he's still with the Rangers at this point? Did you expect him to be moved over the summer? Uh, no, I, I, I'm not surprised because they don't need to jump at the first offer that comes at them. They can wait. And if Chris Kreider has a monster first half, which he's certainly capable of doing, then his value shoots up and it also helps them win games and get into a playoff race and stay in a playoff race. And I don't think that is going to be the deciding factor of whether they keep him or not. I don't think he's going to, unless they're like first place, you know, unless they're, they're fighting for the first place in the Metro, and it, which case maybe you know you treat him as your own rental. I guess you know you understand that, but no, there's no reason to trade him in the off season unless the offer was one they couldn't pass up. Obviously, they didn't get one, and from then on, you just continue to go with it. And he helps you win. I think Chris Kreider can help Kako. I think he can help Kravtsov. Uh, continue to help Uchnevich. I think he'd be a real valuable piece in that room and on the ice until you eventually have to make a decision on him. Well, Dan, he helps with the language alone. He speaks Russian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got yeah. speaks several languages. Well, Dan, before you run out of power, me and Jim want to thank you from the cockles of our heart for coming on here. 
and 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 talking Ranger hockey with us, man. I we really appreciate it. No problem, and, guys. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's always fun talking. Can we puck. do this again. We do this again, Dan. Once the season, we'll gets do going. it again. Absolutely, no problem. Yeah, awesome. happy to do it again. All right. Yeah. All right, Dan. Sounds Take good. Care. Right, thank you very much, Dan. Take care. Thanks. Guys. Have a good night. Let's go, Thanks Mets. Too. Let's go, Giants. Let's go, Mets. Yes. Let's go, Giants. <laughs> Not trusting the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Good night. All right. Good guest. Right, we had him for about twenty minutes, which is good. He, he's very comfortable with us. It's good. Yeah. So. Now, I, I if he had more uh, charge in his battery there or whatever, I was going to tell him like, get ready to be try to be jumped by every flea bag podcast to be a guest because that's all they do. These other yeah. ridiculous podcasts, they copy our guests, they try to get our guests. That's right. Riding our coat. And speaking of which, aren't they having right. some summit that we weren't involved invited to again? That <laughs> shitty summit and lowered the price of admission to a piece of bubblegum or something? <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it's a I don't think it's a summit. I think they're just doing a live podcast, you know, like we've been doing every week for eleven years. And uh they're doing it so I it may already have been done. I honestly I don't I don't remember when they were doing it, but I think it was sometime in September, somewhere in New York City, and they were charging everybody five dollars to get in. Five dollars for what? That's the all. I know. that a twenty-three-year-old kid is going to tell you about his heat maps and his his uh, <laughs> hockey mesh, whatever they call that. I don't know what I'm talking hey, about. Hey, look. Let me tell you, you don't have. You know, I've said it you before. Don't have us on. This show ain't worth nothing. <laughs> we're entertainment. <laughs> Uh, there's <laughs> Nick Adams. Come, I love Nick. Come watch us in a phone booth. That's right. Let me tell you something about Nick Adams. Uh, He's a man. Let me tell you, Nick Adams is a man. What he did for this know, show, I never talked about it, but he did something really nice. And he is a truth speaker. You want to hear these man be pamby, uh, Pablum puking, freaking Joe Unfortunado talk about how much he loves Pavel Buknevich? Go ahead. Spent you five dollars, your lunch money, for the week. Bunch of young, white claw drinking motherfuckers. Ooh. I hope Dan uh, doesn't watch I, this part I, of the show where I went off the rails and started cursing. <laughs> now, don't all right. Don't what? The, what is the? Let's, that's a. There's a good question. We can venture off topic now. What is the hatred that people have for white claw? Now, I've, I've, my, Jen loves it. I've tasted it. Oh, it's, now that okay. you like, oh, you like it. Now it's it's all good. No, I'm, no, I, I don't know. I I've never even tasted. I, don't it. I just know it's a like. I they, don't understand the hatred. Like, like do people just say like, if you drink White Claw, you're a, you're a child or you're an asshole. Why do you care? What does it affect somebody if if, if some other guy wants to drink a White Claw? I think my son drinks them. But my son like, out drink. I'll guarantee you, just about half of this, at least half of our listeners, my son can out drink them off the off the turnbuckle. <laughs> Nick Adams cracks me up. Yeah, I, no, I'm just saying. Like, I think it's. A I don't understand. Why it's it's associated it, with like, I don't know. They don't call them millennials anymore. I don't know what they call them. But it's good. They consider like, oh, well, hard seltzers. Like they can't drink anything like heavy. You know, like that. Yeah, you know, I don't know what I, I. I just 
what I see on there that it flies by my screen, Jim. I have no idea what it really means. It's just the, you know, I guess it's because it's like the hip drink that everybody talks about. So everybody else that doesn't drink it has just got a shit on it. You know, <laughs> I don't know what it well, is. Funny, I see. No, I drink it. it. I mean, it's not. Everybody's drinking it. I think, but it was okay. I mean, yeah. Diane, you know, I'm never party heard of it. Says, hey, look, all I got to drink is. All I got to drink is White Claw. You want one? Sure, I'll take it because it's free. And you know, no, you I, I never even had one, and I shit on it. <laughs> I just see everybody using it when they're going after somebody. So I'm like, oh, White Claw. But well, anyway, I feel like I, I'm constantly seeing people on Facebook ba- just bashing people who want to drink. I'm like, what the what difference does it make? How does that affect their life if somebody else wants to drink this thing? Yeah, but you know, there are certain things like quiche. You see a guy eat quiche, you're bagging on him. Well, yeah, that's sushi. Sushi? I love sushi. So, oh, see? See, see, see? you think sushi's a little uh, swishy? No, I don't think that. I don't know. What are we talking about? There are things far more swishy than sushi. Yes. <laughs> um. So another range now, of news... Is- well, go ahead. You could. I'll let you handle this. Everybody's way. asking me. Every everywhere I go, people are asking me when. When are the viewing parties? I was walking through Walmart and Allen. When the season begins, people, people, people were stopping me. Jen's like, "Who are these strangers coming up to you in Walmart? They want to know when the viewing parties are." I got people messaging me on Facebook. When are the viewing parties? When are the viewing parties? Because you know why? Because there's no cover charge to get into our viewing party. That's That's right. The cover charge is bring your fun, bring your laughter, bring your yourself, your livers. Yeah, and we ain't drinking none of that white claw there. Just like Sean (laughs) McCaff says, we're drinking some kind of some kind of Irish whiskey rot gut. I don't even know what it is. It just gives me white castles and white claw. That's our next viewing party. (laughs) <laughs> Sponsored by White Claw. I, I, the viewing parties will start when uh, I guarantee our lowest, our lowest attended viewing party beats their attendance for the summit. And I want to know what we did we, so bad that we can't be included in this. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, we're we're a threat. <laughs> we're a threat. We just we're making threat. fun of them. We show up, we years. take the whole thing over. We take the whole thing over. Ah. Uh, are you kidding me? We show up and and they and they bring out the cheese for all this ham we'd be bringing. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, these 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 violets would shrink in front of me and you. I'd be challenging everyone. So uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I've gotten some questions about viewing parties. You and I can you and I can confer on some dates and try and set some stuff up and. And I forget. Uh, I forget what I was going to say. I, gonna, I don't know. Well, I, I was looking at this roster here. Roster. Oh, I, like know, my- I know what I was going to say. What were you going to? I know say? what I was going to say. You know, not to. You know, I know we. we <laughs> you always people that always say not to toot my own horn, and then all they do is toot their own horn. Right. I'm going to toot my horn. You know, it really does say something about this show, and about our listeners. That we had like fifty people show up for a viewing party when there was a blizzard bearing down on New York City. 
That's and everybody right. just said, screw it. I'm going to the viewing party. I might be holed up for three days with the bread and milk and the toilet paper, but I'm going to the viewing party first. You got that right, buddy boy. Uh oh, just announced Jesper Foss as the captain. Oh, just got, look at this. Just got, I'll show you right here. Look at the top of my phone here. You see that? Dan Rosen. Oh, oh, it clicked up there. Oh, yeah, I see Dan there. We read that? You see that? Great stuff, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, that's nice. See that? See? See, we're making friends here. I think it was a little unusual that I I, I asked him about his age when I saw him and how young he looked. I think it was nervous. I don't know. It was kind of nervous because I I had watched a video of him. It's like he was. I was was meeting on a date. (laughs) But I got kind of nervous. You didn't ask what his sign was. No, that was next. Are you a Capricorn? No, but I had seen him on a video that I was watching on my TV there from NHL Network or whatever, NHL.com. And he was talking, I think, with Brian Lawton. And he looked like he was older. And then when I saw him, uh, uh, I said he looks a lot younger. I thought he would be a guy like our age or you, well, your age. You're a little bit younger than me. But I was uh, – I was uh, – and of course, I was watching the chat, and Sean McCaff was just like ripping into him. Another hack, another everything is beautiful hack. And but really, there is a positivity with this Ranger team. I mean, right. I mean, we can be gloomy Gus about the Swedish meatball who looks perfect, but uh, you know, uh, let's just uh, <laughs> uh, let's just uh, let's be optimistic. We got Ranger hockey. We're, now, I want to talk a little bit of a couple minor moves, the Rangers. Apparently, Michael Haley is back in the building. <laughs> this is one of those guys. He reminds me like a... And Michael Haley and the Comets are back. Yes, Michael Haley and the Comets are back. Uh, he reminds me of... Remember the Rangers? You said that guy, Chris Newberry? <laughs> you guys remember him, Chris Newberry? Yeah. Lobster, lobster, lobster Newberry. Newberry, right? Another BSU, another, another BSU legend. Yes. Same type of player. <laughs> Got invited to camp. He's on a tryout. What are you laughing about? I'm just, I'm laughing because there are about 20 guys that have played a total of probably 40 games for the Rangers. If you added all 20 together, played a total of 40 games, and they will live on forever in infamy just because of our show. And Lobster and Newberry is one of them. <laughs> right. That's uh, true. Rafael Diaz, he's another one. He's number one. I think number two is Roman Endor. Those guys, they, they, they come up a lot. So do you believe do you believe Quinn that Quinn's going to maybe go 60-40 with Hank? You think this is a ruse? Yeah. No, I, no, I, I honestly believe that because I don't think – I I think you know David Quinn isn't a guy. It's not like he's been around a long time. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a loyalty to Hank. You know this isn't like a you know this isn't like Bill Parcell uh, Bill Parcells type thing. You know I mean he's only been around for a year, uh, so I don't think he has a uh, you know a I guess a loyalty type you know a devotion to Hank. I and like you said you know he holds guys accountable and and I don't think. I think he realizes he probably wore Hank out a little bit in the first half of the season because he did play Hank a lot. 
And I think he realizes he can't do that this year. <laughs> Nick says, I think he, <laughs> he might. You don't know. He may have just gave him like a honeymoon for the first year and say, all right, Hank, I'll play the game right now. But next year, once this rebuild is over, you're out of here. Hey, probably come on. How did Nate wind up on Survivor? Who wound up on Survivor? Tom Laidlaw. Yeah, he did. Tom Laidlaw's a nut job. And we do have an interview with him, too, as well. He, in his college career, and I forget who he played with, he once broke a stick over his head after a goal to celebrate. And I'm not sure he was wearing a helmet. So <laughs> he is a madman. And I'm sure he maybe he's kept himself in good shape. And you're psycho. You probably could win that thing. But uh, it, it just seems like an odd choice. Like, well, you know, this wasn't a guy with a big NHL career. Or any, you know, it's not like the guy scored 25 career tough. goals. He played 10 years. He was, yeah, he was a defensive defenseman. He was tough. He wore number two before Brian Leach did. Played college at Northern Michigan, by the way. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tom Edlow was a tough customer. He wasn't uh, always throwing the Dukes, but he was, you know, he, he, he was crazy. He was a little bit crazy. He wasn't a great NHL yeah. player. Then I think he went on to play with the Kings after yeah. that. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I know these wacky people wind up a survivor. I mean, the Fakakta, Matt Hasselbeck's uh Broad there, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. She was on it, wasn't she? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, she's a skinny little. What do you got to be? Wait a minute, Howie coming in with first Canadian on Survivor. Wait, he went to the University of Michigan. He's but he's from Canada. Where was he born? Uh, do do. He was born in. Brampton, Ontario. Oh, wow. Here's a trivia question for you. Who was Tom Laidlaw traded to the – he was traded to the Kings. Who who did the Rangers receive? I'm going to just take a guess. Igor Liba. No, wait. No, wait. Liba went to the Kings. I'm going to say Marcel Dion. No, wait. No. Marcel Dion is correct. Wow. Marcel Dion. Marcel, Marcel. I remember when Igor Lieba got traded to Los Angeles from the Rangers. Here's another guy, Igor Lieba. He's like, me no go. He basically <laughs> couldn't speak a language. He didn't want to leave New York. <laughs> Brampton, Ontario, home <laughs> of the Brampton Battalion, former junior hockey team of the great Evgeny Grachev. The Russian rifleman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. another bust! Oh, boy! But, uh, Every week, Eddie, we'd have viewing parties. They'd be like, "I will be giving away Evgeny Grachev rookie cards to anybody who wants them." Now, like I use them as toilet paper when I run out. <laughs> oh, I got a signed one. Go battalion! <sighs> so, um, the Russian- uh, I don't think. You know, when people say he was washed up, uh, Howie's saying Dion was washed up with the Rangers. 
Yes, he wasn't what he was, but he was still productive. Like these Hall of Famers, even Guy Lafleur, and his, when he got to the Rangers, but I try, I tried to reach out to Guy. Guy apparently doesn't do interviews. Um, oh. so I don't know, all he likes to do is fly his helicopter or some shit. But uh, Guy still looks good. But Guy Lafleur was a productive Ranger, and they used to throw him out there like. We don't care if you go to the Hall of Fame. Die. What was that Marcel Dion's uh, stats as a Ranger? Dion had one decent year with the Rangers. Uh, he had 31 goals in 87-88. And then the following year, 37 games, he only had seven goals. And, yeah. it, and I think that's when he hung it up. Yes. And uh, uh, Josh is updating uh, me that four, – he had like 17 goals with the Rangers. I was one goal off. Not bad for a guy who was completely like, I mean, it was over. I mean, it was completely. He was out of the league for four years and the, and came back with the Rangers. Right. I mean, that's he was pretty tired when he was 33. And, yeah, and then, he, and then he, he made a comeback at 37 and scored 17 goals. Did he go to the Nordiques? Quite honestly, if he didn't come, then he went to the Nordiques. Yep. And quite honestly, thanks to him coming to the Rangers, I actually got to see him play once live. And every time he touched the puck, all the fans would go, Gee. Yeah. He and he he played hard. He wasn't you know, I never saw him in his prime. Maybe he had to play a little bit harder. I thought he was just kind of like a fin- total finesse guy. <laughs> and you got in those in that era, you got to see a lot of ex Hall of Famers come to the Rangers and you could see if they were Obviously, a shell of what they used to be, but uh, you could right. see why they were so successful, you know. So you had that. Thank God we're out of that. Now we got to look forward to watching future Hall of Famers, like Capo Caco. Well, I'm not yet calling him a future Hall of Famer. Let's see how this guy does. But. Uh, Gila Hermit, uh, yeah, I like that one, Howie. I like that one. You know, it's just, it, it really is amazing to just sit and think. I mean, and it, you know, with we got Kako coming in, and Adam Fox. So, you know, we're going to get our first looks at those guys. We're going to get our first look at Kratzov and and Chesterkin. But I mean, also, we're going to see. You know, we should see an improved Filipino this year. We're going to, you know, let's see what. And what Buchnevich is capable of maybe now, you know, he's got a full year under his belt with this coach. I mean, there's just, there are just so many good things going on with this team. And, you know, like I said to Dan, we, you and I both said, we have not had a situation like this in our lifetimes as Ranger fans. We just haven't. Where you've got like eight guys coming in that, you know, are, are new to us and all, you know, with high expectations for these guys, maybe not this year, but future. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, barring any injuries or anything like that. We're going to get a good look at a lot of young players this year. And the positive part of me says, you know, maybe one or two of them struggle, but for the most part, everybody kind of advances in their progress. Um, I'm looking at, I need Leah Sanderson to play much better. He had an awful season last year. I mean, I can't even think of like a good play. Like, and again, 
I'm still hoping that he was just mishandled last year. I really think he he needed a year in Hartford with no. But who knows what a year in Hartford with a coach who was on his who was getting fired with the coach being that bad? Maybe I don't know. I just hope they handle him better this year than they did last year. And Brett Howden, Leslie Treff's favorite player. Yeah, the Rangers go. Brett Howden, the other guy I have forgot to mention. You know, he got hurt. It just didn't really come together after that. Let's see what he can do. Uh, I'm seeing basically what Joe Cotroni saying in the chat room. Uh, you know, you got Heedle. Heedle's got to step up his game. I did see some stuff from Heedle last year. Let's see if he can play that center position. I mean, if he becomes a solid third-line center, the Rangers will have Strom as their fourth-line center, which is pretty good. But if you got once you move Strom up a couple, you know, a slot or two on the center thing, the Rangers look very weak down the middle, and they are weak down the middle. But there's some room for progress there, if, especially if Leas and uh, and um, and uh, Heedle progress. Not everybody's going to pan out that they acquired, but the the, the the key thing is they acquired them. I would say not. 95% of the trades that they made last, last couple of years, they they robbed people. Uh, Rick Nash deal, robbery. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, that's a trade that you usually were on the other end of. They got that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at the, the trades that, you know, the, the, uh, the Rick Nash deal, they got five players and picks back in that trade. One of one of those players they turned into Ryan Strom, which was another. I mean, that was a heist. Uh, you know, we like the we certainly like the Truba deal for Neil Pionk and the first round pick. They, I think they've they've done very well. Yeah, I, I so I mean it makes for a very interesting season. I can't wait to see how it uh, goes in training camp. Uh, you, you hear about some guys. I heard that Joey Keane had a pretty good Traverse City. Did he play in Traverse City? I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, um, so it'll be interesting to see who makes it and who doesn't. Uh, I don't know, man. Tony D'Angelo, he's now in camp without a contract or a aspect of a contract. Why are they waiting so long? I mean, I guess they they can wait this long. That's I think they I think um I think they want to just free up cash first. Let yeah. me let me ask you a quick let me ask you a question and we can ask this to the we can ask this in the chat room. At the time of the trade, I know a lot of people were upset they didn't feel like the Rangers got enough back in the deal. And the trade I'm talking about is the Ryan McDonough and JT Miller to Tampa Bay. When you go back and look at that trade a year and a half later, it was it was Ryan McDonough and JT Miller to Tampa Bay for Nemestikov, Libor Hayek, Tampa's first round pick in the 2018 draft, and a second round pick in this year's draft. JT Miller is no longer with the Lightning. I think he's gone to Vancouver, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Is that does that trade still look as? Uh, how do you look at that? What's your take on that trade now? I mean, opposed to what it was then. You're talking to a man who has has a signed Ryan McDonough jersey. I love the guy, but he was they couldn't pay him for what he was. You have to remember, you go back, McDonough had so many miles on him, and he had that 
foot injury. Remember in the playoffs, he had to squeeze his freaking ankle into the freaking skate. It's just yeah. it became it became a money issue. I mean, it was tough to get rid right, of a guy. Right mention, I didn't mention Howden when I said what they got back. Oh, because I was reading it from Howden's page. That's why. Oh, okay. Yes, they also got Brett Howden. So <laughs> I apologize. I I think that's a win for the Rangers. Now, if Tampa, I mean, they had a great season last year. If they would have won a Stanley Cup, uh, you know, I don't know. But uh, well, if they don't want a Stanley Cup, Cup, that trade only gets better for the Rangers. Right. As far as the 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 draft pick goes, but I'm right. I, yeah, I think you're right there too. I mean, I think it's a win. It's a win. But you know, we got to see Lebor Hayek impress last year. We got to see what we're gonna get. We're going to get a good look at these guys. And that's why, you know, I take a lot of heat for TDA, and I, I'm not hot on him. I like him. He's got a lot of potential. But I think this he's going to be squeezed out by all these guys who got who are young. And, and he's, he's not an old guy either. You know, but they have a lot of these guys that they acquired that I think they, they want to see play. But um, so, yeah. So it's it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I got to watch Crafts off. I I was I I like what I saw from him. I mean, um, he, he could certainly finish. I, I really was, you know, it must be fun to play with Capocaco uh, at the, at that level, uh, you know. But um, you know, and the only guy who seems to be struggling a bit is Shesterkin. You know, we, we built up as the czar and all this stuff, and he has struggled at right. that. But he's going to struggle. It, goalies take a long time to develop at the NHL level, and, you know, you're just not going to come over here and be a world beater. And we get Ben Wall there. They, they, they get a relationship going. You know, don't worry. He'll be fine. The goalie whisperer. The goalie whisperer. And I hope he turned Mackenzie Skapsky into a goaltender in the NHL. I think he could probably do all right with Igor Sizjerkin. That's right. So, and you know, there's another another trade that the Rangers made in in the uh, in the last couple of years. The Grabner trade for Igor Rykov, who's going to come into camp and compete for a spot. The Devils wanted Grabner for their playoff run. I think they were swept out of the playoffs that year, if I'm not mistaken, or or maybe out in five games or something. And and now you know, here's Rykov, 22 years old, and coming into training camp. So. I think the Rangers have done everything, you know, I think they've gotten most of this right, at least from uh, <laughs> Ginger Skapsky, <laughs> Nick Adams. Uh, yeah, two shutouts of the Buffalo Sabres that we never heard from them again. Yes. Imagine you're a Sabre fan and you're like, you remember that Mackenzie Skapsky, that redheaded bastard? Played two games ever and he beat us both times. Right. Saber fans look at Mackenzie Skapsky the way Canadian fans probably look at Hardy Astrom. <laughs> yeah. And uh so Jim's right the 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 Nick Holden and Michael Grabner trades like you said they were almost as good as the Nash trade. So I mean they're doing the right things. We can't get on them. It's all been good things. I'm hearing good things. So um, it, it'll be interesting to to see the Rangers, and it's very hopeful. Very hopeful. 
Oh, Josh, you got to stop with the Tony hey, D'Angelo Rob- bandwagon. That you're- Rob O'Gara. He's, he's, ro- he's just will not let it down. He's, I, I don't know what you guys see in TDA that I, I feel like he is just – I like his feistiness, but I see a lot of bad defensive plays. But everybody's worried about him being the third right-handed defenseman. Can't these other seven left-handed defensemen play right-handed once play the right side or whatever? I don't get it. I, I like his. I like his attitude. I like his attitude like too, that. but I just think I don't know. You know what? It, it ultimately comes down, and our guest alluded to it. Does Quinn like him? That's what it comes down to. Right. It's a Jersey guinea. <laughs> what we need. It's always with the 